She looks up at the building. She says she's thinking of jumping. She says she's tired of life. Everybody's tired of something. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, <laughs> an actual play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls, and intermediate levels of carving out our names. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me at Glenatron on Twitter. You can find the music from the show at crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com. And if you check out bridalwise.itch.io, maybe by the time this goes live, there will be a game called Trilogy, which is my entry into the Power by the Apocalypse family. And it's going to be really good. And with me, as we really enter the home straight of this story, I... Really hope. Says that. It's two more series. Six sessions. This is T minus six. Succession, you say? Succession. <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but were you recording? It's only your yeah. joke if you're recording. Now they'll never know. To be fair, I forgot that that was where it came from. I was referencing your joke, but didn't realise it was from the exact same setup. So I was like, I've done it. I've joined in joke friendship with Pete. And he's like, you son of a bitch. The one joke I make all season. Goddamn patriarchy. <laughs> so with me, finally reunited, we find all of the Hawks, which is... <gasps> I'm never first. Tristan T. Wilde, king of the podcast. Huzzah! <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> Wait, I feel that's in bad taste. <laughs> I think it ought to be in bad taste. <laughs> Ali. I am Enigma and I am against all monarchy. <laughs> Pete. Uh, hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagleink. And we Willy Winky. Hello, I'm Gwyn. And I play Percival Cleft. Gwyn is wearing... He's wearing an, an actual nightgown. Yeah, an old school nightgown. It's A-plus material. We're all enjoying it. It is A-plus material. It's really soft on your skin. I'm actually <laughs> a little bit jealous. This podcast sponsored by old school nightgowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to bring back nightgowns. <laughs> Woo! We're bringing nightgowns back. You need a little candle <laughs> holder for the event. A single <laughs> candle in a little thing. So you can walk down the hallway... I've got candelabra. Yeah, I can take a candelabra. Oh, just a single candle. Yeah, you need like the little like yeah. saucer with the candle yeah. on it and the little yeah, holding ring. I've got one of them. And because it's near Christmas, that'll be like the Christmas carol. Amazing. It's September. Oh. In our time of national mourning, it would be like a candle in the wind. Uh. <gasps> a candle in the Gwyn. <laughs> kind of. The candle yeah, I don't really want... That sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> no, if I like the idea of a candle in the Gwyn. <laughs> you don't get a say in this yeah. This is down to the royals <laughs> I think the queen had a corgi named after that <laughs> It seems to me that's how you lived your life When last we saw our heroes Tristan and Enigma Were journeying across The realm Of Carisona To awaken a dragon Meanwhile Adam and Percy Were Busy writing a prophecy that would shape history to bring everything together in exactly the way they need for this final confrontation with the Drake. Now, our heroes went into the past from the hall in the Dwarven Kingdom of Melogorok, deep beneath the city of Arishar. And this is where we find them. I don't think we need to go into the details of how you went about getting back. It happened. It was magic. We all know it did. It was magic. You could do a whole other series on yeah, it. Yeah, in fairness, last time you were in the past for the rest of Ilana Sarista's life. So it's possible that you were stuck in the past for the rest of Ludovic Kreese's life. Who knows? I probably killed him when the thing was done. Yeah, yeah, they're like, ah, Ludovic, here, try this extremely bony fish. You'll be fine. <laughs> Eyeing up his chest cavity for how big to make the book. <laughs> the first and only prophet so far in history to die of gunshot wounds. <laughs> <laughs> As if I would. I can't believe he just ate a bullet. He just got jammed in his throat. <laughs> These things happen. 
So, Percy hmm? and Tristan. Best of friends. You find yourselves awakening on your comfortable beds. Ooh. <laughs> in the hall in the temple of Kurosuk. And as soon as you wake up, you hear a little bell ring. <gasps> and priest Jagaroth Tatum comes trotting in, checks you both over. And I figure around this time, Enigma and Adam both step in from behind a tree. Hey! But you have control over that, Ali. Just tell me when you show up. Okay. I also think when we do it... It's like stepping in, like out of the out of the wings. So it's very much a kind of theatrical entering in. Okay, you're kind of coming in stage left type thing. thing. Yeah, you just walk in, but you walk in out of the wall. (laughs) It's like but waving. (laughs) Please thank our special guests tonight, Enigma and Adam. Yay! As the bell rings. Wing comes in as well. Hey, says, it's a reunion show. Tristan, Tristan. Hey, Wing. How you, How doing, you doing, buddy? Oh, Good. Jinxies. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey. what do you think of that? Hey, we're coming in through the side. <laughs> at, at this moment, Aquarius Horn wakes up beside you. Boom. And it's like, <laughs> like, all right. You're finally awake, are you? Good, good. All awake, yes, that's right. Hello, everyone. Ah! Hey, Dr. Nick. Did you write your book? So what did you Uh, get? What did you get up to, Tristan? Well, we went and did the one thing we were sent there to do. Yeah. Excellent. What was that again? Wake the dragon! I mean, Nick will have a high five. Something you notice, Tristan, is that you feel physically fine this time. Yeah, I'll do a little jig. (laughs) You don't feel like weak and uh, diminished in the same way. And the same goes for you, Percy. You both feel more or less as you were when you went to sleep. We'll put on Um, a quick show of like our muscle bodies. (laughs) We'll do the muscle build men poses. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting all the references in this season. Oh, Priest Tatum's like, very good. I'm glad that our regular broth diet has clearly sustained you well. <laughs> I'll start bench pressing her above my head. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, please put me down. Ow! Oh, stop that. While Gwyn pick, uh, while Percy, sorry, picks up a bar with a hundred written on either end of it. Starts doing squats across the room. Man. After all that broth, they sound like they've been souped up. <laughs> Clapping each other on the back. It's like it's like the end of episode joke, but it's just the start of episode. (laughs) It can only go up from here. (laughs) Tatum says, Your friends arrived a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to help out with you. They've joined our team here, but we need to move because we're busy demolishing the temple. We expressly said never demolish the temple. (laughs) That was our one requirement, that you never <laughs> demolish the temple. Oh. We have to make room for the ascent. Oh, is he rumbling? Is he waking? He's he's definitely rumbling, yes. We've had quite a few rumbles. Victory dances again from In Enigma. <laughs> How did the book go? I'm going to side-eye Enigma and snigger because they got a boring <laughs> job. <laughs> you got a book. <laughs> We rode on the wings of a dragon. We went on a bike. <laughs> yeah, we found a bike. Do you know what a bike is? No, you don't. Wait, I've got I've got quite no, nasty since I've got back. Yeah, we found a rabbit god, but no one yeah. knows about it. Yeah. There were so many things what? we had to see them what? twice. So what is a what's a bike exactly? It's you it's got two wheels and a weird one's like a big wheel thing in the middle. And one's a little one wheel. One wheel's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like a two-dimensional cart. Yeah. yeah, like a really thin cart. And you kind of mm. push your feet on these things. And then sometimes it turns into a ghost, mm. like me. That was quite fun. <laughs> oh, and cucumber sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> <she's> <laughs> really good. Really good. 
And we met a really nice guy. Why would you want a really thin cart? <laughs> you couldn't put it. You could put one person on it and they can go slightly faster than if they were walking. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, I was a ghost, so I was mostly uh -huh. just willing it along. I don't, I don't think it's going to catch <laughs> on. It hasn't, has it? That's but, the thing. You know. Well, no. I'm quite surprised it never catched on in that much time. The technology was lost to the ancients. Yeah, so Tatum says, that is fascinating. You really did reach through the past. And you completed your work, Lord Cleft? Um, I believe so, yes. But the proof of the pudding will be in the eating, so to speak. Of course. We must return you to the surface as soon as possible. Your other companions are waiting. It's been a long four weeks, but hmm. they've been making preparations on the surface as well. What other companions do we have with us? Excellent. Wing and Aquarius are down here. And Wing says, the trick is, Ellen was smart enough when you got your rings oh, yeah. to go off and investigate what was happening in the south she also made it possible to locate you using those rings so after you disappeared completely for a while we realized you'd somehow got to the north and made our way north to follow you and that's a massive breach of privacy though isn't it if she can just pinpoint wherever we are I'm not sure i'm okay with that guys Tristan, did you read the terms and conditions before you signed them? I, I must admit I didn't. And I you did eat all well, those cookies. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, cookies imply consent, basically. So we came down to find you, and then we've been waiting here, but I know Ellen and some of the people upstairs on the top, they seem to be trying to make ready as well. So we should probably get back to the surface. So... How do you make your way back to the top? We use our legs. Take the lift. This is it. Do you use your magical crystal elevator? Do you re-summon that? Yeah. Do we have a chocolate factory as that's well? That's what Percy said, take the lift. Did we have one of those? Well, that's how you came down. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, yeah. Okay. Something through Tristan's yeah, music. It, like, it was a platform. You're, yeah. you're thinking a great glass elevator as well. So, Tristan, you head up to the platform... What you can see is large areas of the city around the temple that were there as you came down have now been demolished. There are dwarves removing bits of building in a couple of areas, but in a lot of the rest of it, they are training with weapons, putting together and stripping down like these massive ballistas. And Priest Tatum says, the people of Malogorok will be ready when the time comes. We shall join you on the surface. And so you get to the top of this temple and there's where you raised the crystal before. So what do you start performing, Tristan? I sing a song about the coming of the new dawn, the wings of oh. the wings of claw and flesh and the downfall of the imposter Bambari Lutes. Wait. Amazing. It was, yes. And I'm going to call upon the dragon's power to raise the pillar. Okay, so give me a charisma roll. I could go wrong. Oh, he's getting XP. Not that it counts for anything. Oh no, it's an intermediate. No, it's an intermediate success. That's fine. So yeah, Tristan starts performing this and he just, he invokes the power of the dragon and he invokes the magic in the harmony of the world. And basically... Tristan, you just feel the music surge through you with incredible, intense power. And you are all just flattened <laughs> to the surface of this crystal as it goes slamming uh, up to the ceiling. Time, it's incredible. <laughs> that is not your usual elevator music. It really isn't. It's like... Whoa, what are you doing, Tristan? I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> it's like the brutal version of it. Then you're up. Yeah, so good. And so basically, it slams into crushing us. the base of the temple where the trapdoor is open and it stops there and you basically shoot straight up into the temple. back! <laughs> Uh, so, Tristan, how do you land? I land momentarily upside down with the feet on my on my feet on the ceiling, and I spin <laughs> like a cat, and then land on my feet. 
Oh wait, I might land in a hero pose. Okay, Enigma, how do you land? Uh, you were, I was about Fine. to say hero pose, oh, no. but I was thinking that, that one that you can look up pictures of squirrels That doing. was what I meant, but you, you, know, you can have that one. I've done the old the squirrel up pose. and drop. The three-point pose? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Enigma does the three-point landing. How does Adam pose. land? So if we come up into the, the tower... The... Yeah, basically been shot into the temple <laughs> at the top of the... Uh... <laughs> Uh, you just briefly see like the stairs go flying past. Uh, okay, I am shot out like a you know bullet out of a gun, and I grab what's left. Which of, is a metaphor only Adam yeah. really grasps. What's left of the <laughs> chandelier that was hanging in the room? And I swing on that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> uh, how does Percy land? In a crumpled heat. <laughs> Ping into a pillar and then slowly slide down. <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's a whistle in the background. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Aquarius kind of lands in a really ungainly way and Wing just kind of flips open his little wingsuit and lands really neatly like he's got a parachute. He just kind of steps out from it. I give him a nod. <laughs> yeah. Um... And the Aquarius kind of drags himself up from the dust. It doesn't look like this temple has acquired any new graffiti since you were last here, so you wonder if maybe you saw those teens off once and for all. Yeah, that'll learn them. Yeah, at least for the time being. So, I assume you're making your way back to town? Yeah. You step out of the temple and it's bright light. It's, it's still kind of... I think it's morning... And the sun is not long risen over the kind of... There's a slight haze that the royal creates that it kind of rises out of. <laughs> and often the morning sunrise in Arashar is quite... Like, can be weird colours. It can be green or blue in places as it passes behind the royal. It can be violet sky. The cloud, the shape of the king. There is not a <laughs> cloud, the shape of the king. So the sun is kind of early in the sky. It's warm, but not too hot. It's quite pleasant. This would be a great time for breakfast. Mm. And you have the long stairway up the outside of the wall. And it's a very long stairway. But you can hear a kind of roaring sound as you come to the top. And the Antikythera is now producing this constant roar. It's spinning so fast you can't see any any of the metal you can't make out at all. I'll pass out gold coins to everyone. Have the gold coins. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be wicked. Get them ready. Let's do them all at once and see what happens. Oh, yes. We'll stand in a, a star shape around it. Now! Okay, so you all... What, what, why is it getting faster? I thought it was counting down. Yeah, but it was getting faster the closer we got. Yeah. Why? That's an interesting question, and one you'd be well suited to ask. We, we weren't able to find that out. We haven't asked it, we just threw coins at it. <laughs> Fine. Fing. <laughs> <laughs> As your coins get closer to it, they like spin in the morning sun, sparkling like little gold sparkles. And as they get closer to it, they melt and are sucked into the point of light at the heart of it. Wow. Mm. Adam, shoot it! It's probably important. Fine, let's try and jump in it. <laughs> Tristan, <laughs> as you are close to it... <laughs> as you take a run... <laughs> Like, how close do you think you're standing to oh, it when you flip this in? Right like, next to it. No, we're not stupid. We're, you know, <laughs> ten, 10 feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you get within, like, 10... First of it, all of you feel heat from it. But not as much as you might expect. It's, like, warm, but it's not hot. Tristan, you feel your connection to the harmony being drawn into it. You feel weaker when you're close to it. Uh, I'm gonna step away, obviously. Yeah, and it and it starts to get, but you can feel all the time. It's almost like a magnetic pull, not on you physically, but on your magic. And Enigma, Daddy Ghost Pig does not want to be near it. Why do like a bird sucked into an engine. What about? Yeah, I yeah. that's the question. What's happening with Sorrow? 
Sorrow is kind of staying the other side from it, but you can't tell if that's because Sorrow is a bird who doesn't really like the noise, or if it's because there's some magical connection there. Percy, you're pretty magical too, and you can feel it drawing on your magic. <laughs> it fe it's just like sucking. It just sucks a little you bit. Suck. Remember when we were trying to work out how to get rid of that sword? We could just huzz it into this thing. Mm. You know, I appreciate we don't want to do that necessarily, but yeah. No, and, and we kind of got plans for the sword. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember the plan. Maybe we should huzz it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you're there, you see a runner. <laughs> run into it. I was going to say. <laughs> just run into it. No, just making their way off down. He's an assassin! Stop him, someone! <laughs> <laughs> and while you're dicking around with the Antikythera, you see a couple of figures coming up the steps onto the lower platform. And you recognise Sir Alexis and Sir Aramanthe <laughs> walking up, along with Saffron the Gorge. Uh, 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 <laughs> fucking monarchy. They kind of look up, and then they kind of look at the stairs up to the next level where the Antikythera is, and kind of just stop. But you can guess that they're waiting for you. They just don't want to climb more stairs. Oh, it's one of those like power moves. Yeah. Who's going to move and like meet the other people? I won't move until you give the word, Percy. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here for days. <laughs> <laughs> might give him a flourish bow. Yeah. And beckon them forwards. You may ration the sandwiches. We're in for the long haul. <laughs> you may approach Sir Percy. <laughs> go on, we'll go and uh, speak to them. I mean, we got to go down there anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. This is just on the way. Make sure they know. But we that. do do it. Yeah, we do it slowly <laughs> as well. And we'll walk past them a bit and then go, Oh, uh, hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we were just off somewhere else. Didn't see you. Both knights, like, salute smartly to Percy. Alexis says, Sir, I've brought back a contingent of 600 church knights. That's fantastic. Oh. Um, well done. They await your command. Uh, do you have any words on the movement uh, of Hector and his forces? There is... A delegation waiting at the gate, mm -hmm. asking to speak under a flag of parley. They ask to speak with you specifically, okay. Lord Clare. Excellent. There is one other thing. As we were moving north, we were followed... Well, yes, we were followed, but not rapidly, by a horde of extremely strange creatures. Okay, strange in what way? Hmm... The term that we came to use was man-beasts. Mm. No. But they are as much plant as animal, though they were human in form. Many of them very large, but they seem to be moving steadily northward. Sound like flange bats to me. <laughs> <laughs> they, very few of them were flying, sir. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm easily mistaken. Um, do these things <laughs> sound like anything that we might have seen in any of the other realms? Perhaps what you might think they're most related to is the weird bird you found. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think he says that. I think he says, they seem to be grown like, do you remember that strange bird you caught? Yes. Not really. Around no. the time we first met you. Uh, they were similar, but far larger, far more powerful. Hmm. Fish bird. And I. That's correct. Oh, yeah, okay. But these, these were formed as though creatures had been reshaped into a humanoid form. From the feasance, malfeasance. And when you say that they were following you slowly, literally just following you, or do you get the impression they were stalking you, or...? We felt they were moving north, and our suspicion was that this is their destination. Yeah. So it's perhaps they were going the same direction. Right, I see. But the rumours were growing as we gathered and as we travelled, they were consistently, our scouts were finding sign of them following. Okay, well that's that's useful information. Uh, ben, of the stuff that me and Pete did with that prophecy, how much of that was just writing the prophecy and how much of it was us, as Percy and Adam, writing the prophecy? How much do we actually know of it? Uh, you will know 
everything that's in the prophecy. Okay, so everything that we had a hand in, then we, we are privy uh, to that info. You will know what the prophecy says, but obviously you won't be completely clear on what the consequences of that through history are. Maybe it'd be fun to have a move along the lines of invoke the prophecy, where you or Adam can say, oh yes, we prepared for this in the prophecy, and explain how, as almost like a flashback mechanic. Okay. That might be quite a fun uh, thing to write, so, so I might do that ahead of the next session. So, before we go and parley with uh, this delegation, um, Tristan Enigma, exactly what did you get up to? Uh, you say that you you freed a dragon, is, is that yep. all that happened? You went, freed a dragon, and now there's a dragon flying around somewhere. I don't think is it's it... flying. We set the uh, waken up call, so I assume it hasn't woken up yet. That's why the dwarves were preparing for its awakening. Okay. Fine. Um, yeah. It's currently just doing that bit, and like, you know when you're not quite awake yet, but you're like, oh, I guess I'm not going to continue sleeping. Yeah. Roll over, notice the alarm's about to go off, and go, for fuck's sake. Or it isn't about half an hour, and it's not worth going back to sleep, you know. No, mm. half an hour's loads of extra sleep. Trust me, I wake up at 6am, not like you guys. Oh, we got one final dip. <laughs> Fine, you chumps who get to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm the chump that doesn't get to sleep. Wait, I'm no chump. Uh, yeah, we just <laughs> mooched through the... Uh, mooched through the... I don't think we did any irreparable damage. We met a very nice man. What was the very nice man called? Poet man. Oh, uh, gen... Some, he was just a poet. It was called like... Uh, no, we don't remember. I know you don't remember, but I remember. Okay, the... Yeah, he helped us and it was... All yeah, uh, you didn't accidentally make any deals with Big Powerful Fae or anything like that? Not this time. No. no. I just think it's worth checking, that's all. It's a good check. It, it's, fair, it's a fair <laughs> question. It is a fair question. It's 500 years ago. We didn't give anyone any element of our power or any ideas. It's 500 years ago. Just get over Wait. it. Yeah, come on, it's in the past. <laughs> Why don't oh, you trust on. Team Idiot to get the job done? So, Ben, when you say we're yeah. privy to all of the information, do we know that Aquarius Horn was doing stuff? Or has that passed us by? What? No, because that's not something you wrote into the prophecy. That's something that happened... That's something that we saw happen related to the prophecy, but I don't think you know. That's kind of my question. How much of it was that sort of scenario and how much of it was stuff that we would do? Because you could say that for pretty much all of the stuff that we did. There's things like... Like, are we aware of the <coughs> of the Dragon Guard and that sort of thing? You will be aware of the Dragon Guard because that's a deliberate... You're aware of the things that are, like, instructed for in the prophecy... So, like, the creation of the Dragon Guard is the kind of thing the prophecy would have said to do, hmm. I think. Because it was all about start a cult. Yeah. You know, bring people together, all of this. And then it was also about bring Hector to the north for when we need him. Okay, so, uh, I'm assuming that the Antikythera that seems to be counting down towards something, or cranking up to, towards something, um, that is um, going to bring about... Um, this confluence uh, that, that we've been expecting um, and will kick off um, the, yeah, the the rewriting of the Accords that, that we've been expecting um, and that Banbury and who knows, maybe some others um, will be wanting to get in and prevent that from, uh, from happening. So uh, and actually Banbury wants to eat all of the dragons before that happens, I would imagine that that might give him sufficient power to shut down the Antikythera or something like that. Yeah. So I think that if we can defeat Banbury, then after that we can pretty much just sit out, wait for the rewriting of the Accords to happen, and then deal with that. And hopefully and don't know how it won't that... actually take another month for the Antikythera to do its thing, in which time Willem Briar wipes us all out. That would, yeah, that would be a quite a nice yeah. climax. I mean, it would be un unsurprising. It would be surprising, not unsurprising. Well, Hector's been told that he needs to bind Ulumbriar's power to the sword. So I, I guess we're we're not especially expecting Ulumbriar just to be released to um, run Rampage. Um, we're just expecting to be fighting with all of her power at our side. And, and, and... and is he effectively expecting to 
fight the Drake, or are we going to say we'd like that power to fight the Drake, or is is part of the prophecy that he fights the Drake? His glorious destiny is to be the shield um, that uh, protects uh, this civilization um, against the the Great Fire. Um, so, we him, will we let him? Would we give him the sword, or are we hoping to retain the sword when? Well, he, he was up? he was specifically told that he did not need to wield the sword himself. Okay, um, good, good. But we were talking in riddles through a mad prophet, um, so it, you know he he may have had time to interpret it in, in slightly different ways. But uh, we were we we tried to be as favourable and clear as we could. Yeah. For, for what guess... we wanted to achieve. I, I guess if he will take the sword to fight Banbury, it's not so bad if we let him use it. If we can't keep hold of it. I think we keep hold of it. I, th I think it's a much I mean, bigger yeah, risk of case. us of defeating Banbury and then um, Hector having the sword and doing us in than there is of Ullumbriar being released and her doing us in. Nice. So I think I like we probably want to retain been... it discussing this while standing in front of though we've literally been blanking them now walk down the stairs <laughs> we really did just have our own conversation they're like interested in what you have to say obviously you're the only people who know this in the entire world so saffron is fascinated by this and she's saying so you really saw the whole past what was it like smelly <laughs> Smelly? What did it smell like? What were the smells and sights? What were the sounds, Enigma? Well, there was a kind of overriding kind of... There was a lot of herbs in the air. You know, you could smell quite a lot of things like sage, but then there was also kind of an undercurrent, as if there was a lot of sort of burning things as well. Uh, there was... Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess it depends on your sense of smell, but we definitely cucumber. <laughs> she says, I see, it sounds very civilised. I don't know about that. They were very soggy <laughs> But they were serving sandwiches. Yeah, I guess that's the beginning of the evolution of the sandwich. The early days. Fascinating. The early days when they hadn't quite worked out about bread stability. And what was the art like in that era? Did you see or witness any great art? I think it was mostly in cucumber sandwich form. I see. Fascinating. The sandwich artists. There was a poet, but... Uh... A poet? Didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to meet these ice watchers now, or are you going to take a little break? Alexis tells you that they've been at the gate for two weeks, <laughs> refusing to approach or do anything until they speak to the the bearer of the sword. Seems like it's going our way so far. Then seems like we got things ticking over nicely. And it's even waiting two weeks. You've already established. You know your yeah. uh, power status we've had the power play in fact we're all gonna go and pee first though one last thing <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing the other thing to mention um is that as i said there there was a, a false prophecy that um that emerged uh, and we also know that um hector had in his possession the gray book which is distinct from the C Codex. Uh, now, I don't recall whether the Grey Book and the False Prophecy were necessarily exactly the same thing. Uh, Adam, do you remember? No, I think we were focused on the C Codex. Yeah, yeah but we do know that there is this um, alternative narrative that is floating around that, that Hector may have a, a, a hand in. What was said alternative narrative, or do we not know? No, we don't know that. Oh, we could always ask him. He's outside. And so, Tristan, we've established you don't just go to P, you go to Tristan's nine-storey tower. Excellent. You have to go up all the stairs and then back down all the stairs. Well, I've worked out lift technology now, so I'm just going to I'm gonna try and work on that. Moving the rocks beneath my feet like an earth wielder. Weird how it turns out that lifts was mostly it was the music that was making them work. <laughs> yeah, no one realised that. <laughs> Everyone's like, why do you have this stupid music in lifts? <laughs> Don't work without it, mate. Uh, there is there is something else that we should discuss with Saffron. Don't you think so, Enigma? Yeah, Saffron's like, I still want to hear about this poetry. Enigma, there's something else I think maybe we should discuss with Saffron. Is there? Yeah, do you remember we met Bernadette in The Land of the Dead? Yes. Or as she's known to Percy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sex. 
<laughs> don't know what you mean. Why? I can't remember why we had to talk to Saffron about it. You were not the heir to the throne, you're an imposter. Well, it's possible that... I'm not a princess anyway, <laughs> where would I be an heir to the throne? Double <sighs> bluffing, nice try, but you're not a princess! Not by birth, but perhaps, we don't know for sure. Saffron's like, what are you saying? Jasmine is really not a princess. I've been saying this all along! Well, obviously she was obviously... Yes, but she's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to meet you, Saffron. And you kind of put Enigma in context. <laughs> <laughs> if you See if you meet our, meet our big sister, Wintergreen. She's a lot. <laughs> oh, I see. Brilliant, brilliant tactician. Absolutely psychotic. Amazing. I reckon Enigma can beat her for psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've read so much about Wintergreen, I feel I fought alongside her. <laughs> I felt like I can really Pieces. get inside her mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, I mean, the, the, this t it will take a while to explain how, why this came out, but basically, yeah, the long and the short of it is Jasmine might not be, by birth, a princess. Your sister. I feel like this is not the time to tell some gonna... family who have recently lost their uh, what, the... king and queen parents that the three siblings with a tight, close bond weren't even related. It doesn't undo that. It just means that, like... She kind of goes up to Nimrin and goes, she's still going to deny being my sister. And that's how you know she is my sister. <laughs> no! <laughs> so confusing. What's Anyway, when do we get to meet this Jasmine? That's what someone who was my sister would say. No. Please, tell me more about this poet. I want to learn about the art. I think art would be a strong word for it. Yeah, just make words rhyme together without a guitar. It's easy. Art adjacent. But do you have a name? This could be an artist whose work has survived. Fine, his name was Agath. Do, 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 push by now, pushing the tree. <laughs> Athel Dimitabos. Yeah. Athel Domitiabos. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. one. I think the um, pronunciation has probably changed over time. Hmm, yes. I have heard the name, but only one poem, and it's extremely bad. What was it about? A weird story about a pair of lovers, one of whom was condemned to be a ghost. <gasps> <gasps> we were lovers! We Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you weren't really a ghost. <laughs> she says, well... If this is someone you knew, I'll see if I can look it out. Do. They were terribly friendly. <laughs> and I was right. And you stole his bike. I did. Turned it into a ghost bike and rode it across the sea. Stopped him from drowning, though. Oh, the lives we could have saved. <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to rhyme at the end, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That would have been amazing. Harder than it seems, this poetry malarkey. Uh, but uh, after that guy, <laughs> that's where Mitiarboses come from. You know when you write really bad poetry that's like deliberately awful? <laughs> I had heard that word, I've not put the two together. Uh, it's a real Mitiarbos. <laughs> yes, that does make sense. I will try and find this surviving fragment if this is someone you encountered. Perhaps you will find some consolation that his achievements were grand. Yeah, he was going off to see his beloved, I seem to recall. So see if there's a lineage. We can go and chit-chat with them. Yes, well, I'll look into it. And at this point, you're kind of coming down towards the gate. Sir Alexis says, set out a little camp just a little further down where they've stopped and we've got a group of knights with them just keeping an eye because, as you might imagine, the Ice Watchers aren't very popular mm. and so you come out through this gate and you see a group of church knights including you can quite clearly see preceptor arroyo oh, <gasps> twist biscuit man <laughs> are you sure we played with his dead body didn't we no that was the quartermaster oh yeah orin yeah that's right hey i remember i'll i never forget forget a bit of body <laughs> and yes opposite them it is this small group with ice watcher colors worn proudly under a flag of parley and they like parsley. have like this big cart there as well see that's that's what you want not a bike so how do you approach them? With fire and vengeance, me and Enigma charge at them. Wait! <laughs> Screaming a blood cry. 
We'll go and speak to Oreo first. It's all about the power moves today, isn't it? Okay, yeah. And so. Uh... Well, well, preceptor Oreo, as I live and breathe. <laughs> or it's like, Percy, jolly good to see you. He does like a big clasp handshake. And then he kind of steps back and says, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, My Lord Knight Commander, should I say. Jolly good to see you. Not, not at all, not at all. Are you, you survived. And you made it up here. Well, well done. We have had some dangerous times, but we got through all right. Oh, do tell me about all of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> he says, well, it all began. And then we just like fade out. <laughs> And then we fade back in. You've all got drinks. You're sat around. And he's like, and it turns out it wasn't even my watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, makes sense now. You'd, you'd be surprised how often that Anyway, these chaps over here. And then he glances over at Enigma and he says, hmm. Anyway, these chaps over here. Whoa. Sexist. Claim they want to parley. I think we've got, finally, they're so much on the run that they're actually willing to talk a bit of sense instead of all their tosh about controlling everything and taking over and whatever, whatever. No, these seem like sensible lads. Well, let's not count our chickens, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can hear them out. Uh, let's go and see what they have to say. Certainly, uh... I just want to make sure that the... Oh, did I give the um, scabbard of sort of non-detection or whatever it was away? No, you still have it. I want to just make sure the the sword is in that and sort of not visible. Yeah, properly in it. Yep, that's fine. So that is kind of out of sight. Mm -hmm. There's like a group of... They're kind of sat by the cart. They've clearly been given supplies, but people are generally staying the other side of the road, but just keeping Mm. a weather eye on them. And... There's only like eight of them here. A little priest kind of stands up as you approach and says, Are you him? I don't know. Am I him? Who are you looking for? Are you bearer of the sword? Uh, I can speak on his behalf. I see, I see. Well, we got to talk to the holder of the sword. That's the only guy we can talk to. Goblin blood there, I see, sir. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, My name is Freffin. Grants is Freffin. Very well. Um, let's say you then, Francis Graffin. Grants is Freffin. <laughs> Grants is Freffin. <laughs> oh, Grants is Freffin. Oh. <laughs> I'm here to get things done. <laughs> um, very well, Grants is Freffin. Um, you may step forward and join us in the uh, in our camp here of. Uh, church Knights. All right, I'm trusting you here because you seem like a good guy. I am a good guy. You remind me a little bit of my good friend, uh, Hector. Good fella. I'm like his right-hand man. Probably the person he listens to most. So I'm going to be well-equipped to negotiate between you. Excellent. Come on then. Um, And we'll lead him away to the um, Knights encampment. Yeah, so so you've got this kind of like nice pavilion there i think and we'll sit down say well if you're close yeah. to to hector then um i suspect that you will know who the beer of the sword is uh, and i am indeed him <gasps> what? now that's what i thought because i'm a perceptive guy and let me tell you we have got to talk because sir you and i are going to make a peace that will change the world i say i obviously i'm speaking on behalf of hector the boss but he tells me everything. Mm, where is Hector at the moment? You know, we're like this. But he's such an open guy. He'll always tell you what's going on. You know, that's always been my experience of him. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But where is he at the moment? Oh, he he's still in San Castropalov. He's a long way away. But he heard a little bird told him, you might say, that you're going to need him here. Hmm. Um, what little bird was this? It was a little bird called Jedmire. Very smart lady. True prophet. I see. She gave him the key, the key to the codex. Hmm. Yes, well, we were expecting something of a conflict, uh, and we are expecting high stakes. Uh, Now, naturally, Hector seems to have been pursuing his own path for some time, so we're a little cautious about such an alliance. 
Sure, sure you are. And I understand your hesitance because not everyone knows him like I do. A lot of people might find him overbearing or pushy or extremely arrogant. But when you get to know Hector, he's a real down-to-earth guy. He just says it like it is. And he once believed that the stakes were so high that he had to seize control. It was the only way to keep the world safe and protect humanity. He told me himself. He told me himself. Well, I read it in a pamphlet he published, but that's as close as being told himself. But he's been given a different view now. Since that crate came and it turned all turned upside down, he's been reading the prophecies and studying the augurs. And now he knows. Now he says he must be the shield, the shield to the dragon. Ice itself must come to the hottest of lands. Very well. Well, let me tell you, it is hot here. I've been sweating like a pig. Not really equipped for these climbs. Pigs really sweat that much. They sweat blue. No, they don't. They're neither do I. But you get my point. No, Roughly yeah. equivalent. Yes, well, I, I would be happy to receive an audience with Hector if he's had a sudden change of heart. Uh, I don't think that we left on the best of terms uh, when I last saw him. But if he's moved beyond this, then... Oh, yes. He said to say, sorry I tried to kill you that time. But I'm sure you understand that it was nothing personal. I just really wanted to kill you. But that's fine. That's in the past. Sounds pretty personal. Oh, yes. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't phrase it very well because I just said literally what he did. But I think what he meant was he has no real quibble with anyone. He's just an upfront guy. Well, thank you, Francis, <laughs> for being um, so upfront. <laughs> it's just the way the world made me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it that, H that Hector sort of proposes? Um, if he has a, a new take on the prophecy as, uh, as events are reaching something of a crescendo, then I would be happy to hear his new takes. Um, is he proposing to travel here himself? His hot takes. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> Hector's hot takes. That's exactly his suggestion. Not only him, though. But all the surviving army, he says, we can bring all the people we've got. This is where it happened. You're going to need every hand. Very well. Would it be possible to uh, meet a forward delegation, including Hector, in advance of this? Well, here's the thing, see? We got away from here to there, on the back of the cart here. We'll need to set it up some. It'll need some alignment and arranging. But basically, imagine you have, like, a big wooden cupboard, and the back of it goes to the heart of the Icelands. I can't imagine this. I can only imagine. <laughs> so, with that, we can bring through the people we need as soon as we need them. I say as soon as we need them, it'll take us a couple of days to get it set up. But to be very clear, Hector is entirely committed to this course of action. He says the prophecy has opened his eyes. Very well. I wonder, I'm just wondering if I should do a charming and open, is this a trap? But I guess it's up to you, Percy. No, you did go for it. Go. Yeah, I was thinking something similar. You go. You go ahead. Well, you may have a better magic because mine is. I doubt it. Uh, ask them a question from the list below. Oh, they must answer it truthfully. And they will ask you a question from the list below, and you must answer it truthfully. Yeah. See, mine uh, has for no reason at all a ridiculous downside. <laughs> is one of the few moves I have ported almost directly into Trilogy because it's so, it's so much one of my favourites. Well, in that case, <laughs> Tristan... Uh, okay, that wasn't a roll. I assume it's on Charisma. No, it's not a roll. Oh. Because there's no need for a roll because the downside is built in <laughs> from the fact that you oh. have to answer... You have to answer the question. Okay, I'm going to lean as if I'm uh, going to talk to Percy. I'm like, oh, is this a trap? I'll <laughs> just swing the question on the guy. He's like, so... He's stolen, Percy, get him! He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, we haven't been, I haven't been authorised to negotiate with you. Who are you, sir? Oh, sorry, my name's Tristan. Is this a trap? I'm trying to catch him off guard so he answers truthfully. Oh, wait, was that his question? Well, Tristan T. Wild. now you answer me truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Oh, I see. You're Tristan what? Oh, not the one who does the songs and what have you. Yes, I am. And I hold the note for irritatingly long. Oh, <laughs> big fan of your work. Big fan of... You can stop singing that one note now. I big fan of your work. I it's could. good stuff. 
you know, some of the guys, they're like, oh, you should hear these other new guys coming in, the dandy or whoever. But no, I say Tristan Wilde. No, nobody quite matches him. Nobody quite matches him. The depth of tune. There's something more there, you know? It's not just the song. It's art. Come on, Percy. Let's go and meet Hector. He's, this guy knows his shit. <laughs> this guy's as trustworthy as hell. There's no trap at the end of this. I can't tell if he is ma magically ignoring my magical spell. Well, no, it's it's not. It's just like it's like when you speak frank frankly with someone. So just yelling, "Is this a trap?" isn't oh. really the same thing. Fine, good friend. I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> I was wondering, one one musical expert to another, is this a trap? <laughs> we can ask one of the questions from the list below. Oh, but the questions are rubbish. So I was changing it. Who to... do you serve? What do you wish I could would do? How can I get you to? What are you really feeling right now? That what one. do you most desire? N none of those are that helpful. No, you can, I think some of them are. What I can you... see uses for a bunch of them. Um... Like, how can I get you to tell me if it's a trap? Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that's the only way to phrase it. <laughs> how, can I, how can I get you to tell I, me if uh... this is more than a simple request? More than just that. He says, oh, this is much more than a simple request. This is geopolitics. This is factions who have been at war that now will be at peace. And actually going to be at peace or you're going to try and steal the sword and do something else your own own way? Oh, I have no interest in stealing the sword. Ooh, I, I want to tweak whom do you serve and ask yeah. which prophecy do you follow? Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Look, Hector is doubling down on these prophecies. Uh he thought, Which? he thought he could protect the world by just, oh, you know how it is. He thought he could protect the world if he controlled enough that he could be there and he could shape the world when disaster came. But instead, those actions caused the disaster. And now he's been following the C Codex. Ah, uh, that's the right one. He's been reading that in depth. He's got other books of prophecies. Half of them are nonsense. He's got another one that he says is good prophecies, but it's not relevant. It's nothing to do with any of this. All about bloodlines and uh, some end of the world shit. You know what prophecies are like. This is completely different, though. Unrelated. Hey, you sound like you're a, a glance at Port Percy. It sounds legit. <laughs> he says, but look. How can I help you? What do you wish I would do? I mean, I wish you would uh, tell us the truth of the situation beyond the gate. You know, we're naturally a little sceptical. I understand, I understand. But you gotta know, Hector's an upfront guy, and I'm an upfront guy that just works for him. That's how it is. As one upfront guy to another, I think we're gonna get on just fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be allowed to bring our weapons, of course. There will be no killing here this day. No, 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 no. We wouldn't kill all of you if you looked at us so much as uh, the way we didn't want you to. No. I'm not known as the butcher of the wall. That's not me. That's some other guy. The ruin of Hector, the hawks of terror. That's not us. That's, that's not our jam anymore. Uh, you may tell Hector that we would be happy to grant an audience uh, and to receive both him and his forces here. That is outstanding news. Do you have a place we can set up our transport? Ideally somewhere in the city, but we can be easy on that. When we were in Arashar before and we followed that big canal down yeah. to that, how far away was that? Was that like days and days or was that like an hour or so? What? High up the canal? Yeah. That was like a couple days travel. But yeah, you're up in the mountains there. Uh, but you could certainly, you could use somewhere outside the city a bit. Yeah. Outside the wall if you're not too trustworthy. But yeah, I, I think we'll suggest that. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll set him up on, on the canal. If something weird starts yeah, happening with the okay. canal, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, cool. And there's, there's a convenient those. track along it. Yeah. But the track's quite narrow, so people will probably, uh, you know, if anyone... Yeah, they'll be in single file if they try and attack you. Yeah. Or on a canal boat, so it'll just take ages. All right, let's na navigate this up. And they, so you indicate where they need to go, and they're like harnessing their horses onto this cart and navigating it up. 
and on your order some of the knights start helping and it's kind of like later in the day now we've probably spent most of the day negotiating this moving through town taking extended pee breaks whatever else we're up to but it's later in the day and you hear warning trumpets from the top of the wall horns of alert being sounded from the military tower uh, it's this army the malformed flesh's army a runner comes charging down and says ships ships to the north dragons mm. go on ships these days what do you do ready the battlements <laughs> we race to a high tower to try to see yeah, yeah. you know whether they um, they got any held reattached to them or the style of the ships so you get to the top of this tower and you're looking out across this glittering sea and it is scattered with ships wow. uh, dark against the shining water do you remember that guy we killed and he said his brother was going to come and fuck us up <laughs> there are hundreds of sails full on a southerly wind and they seem slow because they're traveling so far but they're cutting rapidly through these miles of sea and you see their sails are red and from each mast twisting in the air you see a deep crimson banner emblazoned with a shield and a dragon and the fleet of the dragon guard is coming south to arashar <laughs> Have a minute silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're going to oh. observe a minute silence at eight thirty exactly. We can just crack on. Ben can edit one in. Basically, anytime Ben asks me a question, <laughs> <laughs> you can just say, "Ah, this is a time of mourning for me." Bear with me. <laughs> For a sec. That cushion has never worked in all the like do it's never years worked. we've been doing this podcast. It is it's a just... token gesture. <laughs> but you know what? Double <clears throat> pillow. Gesture. Here we go. Double pillow's going to work. He's going to have to ac accidentally smuggle himself. Smuggle? Smother. That's the word. Smuggle? Smother. He's going to accidentally oh, cuddle himself. That did work. <laughs> Do that thing where you put your arms around yourself and then turn your back to make it look like you're kissing someone. Like we used to do at primary school. Tatum says, Your friends came down to find you a couple of weeks ago, so... I wonder what he's going to oh, say. I've frozen. I have full notes. Cliffhanger. Thank you for coming to Screaming Come on. I hope that you've enjoyed coming along on the journey It really has. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Roll uh, credits. <laughs> Tatum. Alexis, who was going to find other knights, and Aramanthe, who was waiting with you, wasn't it? Hang on. I need to check that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Put it in the I like we're all like, <laughs> fix it in yeah, post. Yeah, yeah. So sounds about right, yeah. It was certainly yeah, people. One of them. 50 50. The night protect protector, and I've just remembered. <laughs> I'll cut that back in. Um, so because I cannot speak with the same energy I have when we record yeah. if I'm not in a session, you do and I try and do it, it's, weird, get, isn't it? it's always really dead. Yeah. I'm like, why is my voice so weird? My Lord different? Protector, as I live and breathe, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. Well, it was a little. <laughs> Look at and... the map a second. <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> Get in the sea. In the middle of the royal. 